Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Lord God Almighty was and is and he is to come. And Father God, we know, Lord, that you inhabit the praise of your people, Father. And Father God, we just want to praise you this morning and we just want to ask you, Father, to speak to us, Father, as men, Lord. Speak to us, Father, as we are beginning a new year, Father. And we pray, Lord, that you take this time, Father, to encourage us in the Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen, and praise the Lord, amen, and praise the Lord. We always like to remind you of the three things that my brother's keepers are responsible for. First of all, we, as it says on our t-shirts, we want to keep Christ first. Uh, on the screen, Genesis 4-9, uh, Cain said, or let me read the text, Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? He posed the question. And uh, the ultimate question, answer to that question should have been, yes, I am my brother's keeper. And you know the story of Cain and Abel where Cain became jealous of Abel because he offered a better sacrifice. And as a result, God tried to warn him and said, sin is crouching at your door. But he was so jealous that he killed his brother. And when God approached him and said that your brother's blood is crying out, to me and he asked that rhetorical question am I my brother's keeper he should have been his brother's keeper and the way you if you want to be a brother's keeper first of all you got to keep uh, Christ first say to your neighbor neighbor Neighbor. or neighbor neighbor. keep Christ first keep Christ in that number one spot and as men and everything we do, we want to be number one, right? Uh, in our sports, with our sports team, we want our sports teams to be number one. We just cannot settle for second place. Well, you need to apply that same zeal to your walk with the Lord. He needs to be in that number one spot. Hello, somebody. But also, we keep uh, confession at the forefront. You know, is there anybody here made it to perfection yet? Is there anybody can make it through a day without sinning against God? Is there anybody can make it through a week 
Hello, somebody. Then that means that you have to keep confession at the forefront. In other words, whenever you fail the Lord, confess it. And, and, and God says, if you confess your sins to the Lord, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins, right? And, and, and if you have a real relationship with the Lord, confession is, has to be at the forefront or else you'll get to that point of being rebellious. And then God will have to deal with you. Amen. Amen. But lastly, but not least, is we keep caring for families. Cain should have loved his brother, should have protected his brother, should have followed his brother's example. And as men of God, we have to keep our families at the forefront. Amen. Amen. So when I pose that question, am I my brother's keeper? That's when you say, yes, I am. That's what we're agreeing to do. Amen. Amen. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Amen. That's wonderful, wonderful. This morning, we're going to share a message entitled From Timidity to Triumph. From Timidity to Triumph. And we're going to be looking at a familiar text, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Let's read this out loud together at the same time, coming from the King James on 3. 1, 2, Three. Amen. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This morning, in this message, we're going to talk about from timidity to triumph. We want to know, let you know that a Christ, where a Christian man's might come from. We want to let you know where a Christian man's mercy come from or love. We want you to know what a Christian man's mind is like. Amen? Amen. And we want Christian men to know today that Christians should never be timid. Amen. Christian men should never be timid. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. Or neighbor. Or neighbor. Don't be, Don't be timid. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Or neighbor. Or neighbor. Don't be timid. Don't be timid. As I thought about this text, I thought about a time in history uh, where FDR, in his first inaugural address, uh, made this statement that resounds throughout history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's fear itself. This was during a time uh, somewhat similar to our times, but a little worse. It was uh, in the winter of 1933, and the nation had already endured three years of an economic depression. And in this Great Depression, it says that 11,000 banks out of the 24 banks had failed which destroyed most folk who had money's savings. Uh, people were out of work and millions were underemployed. And through this dark time, in his address, he, he told the nation, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Uh, I couldn't help but think that that's what God is trying to tell us as men as we enter into another year. 
The only thing we have to fear is fear itself uh, because we are in some dark days. There's always trials and tribulations. We're always hearing about fiscal cliffs and storms like Sandy. We hear about the fires and the floods and, and we know about the unemployment rate and uh, they continue to talk about a recession or uh, possibly entering into a depression and and if we believe everything that most of the prognosticators are saying, uh, we would be tempted to fear. We'd be tempted to fear. I couldn't help but to think that that's what Paul was addressing Timothy. He was going through a hard time as he wrote this letter from a, a prison cell. He wrote this letter knowing that he was about to give his life for Christ, that his time on the earth was about to be uh, come to an end, and he, he had to prepare his spiritual son in the ministry, Timothy, uh, for the difficult days that would be ahead. This man who we don't know who his father was, but we know who his grandmother was and his, uh, who his mother was and... And, and, and he had to encourage this man of God in the faith. And he said basically that God did not give us the spirit of fear. A Christian man's might, uh, for the text says, for a man, uh, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. If you're afraid today, it's not because God gave you that fear. Let me say that again. If you are afraid, as a man of God, if you are afraid today, it's not because God gave you that fear. Somebody else gave you that fear. That, 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 that someone whose job is to kill, steal, and destroy gave you that fear. Uh, and if you're afraid, as a man of God, uh, oh, the devil is at work in your life. Timothy had to let, or Paul had to let, Timothy know that God didn't give him that fear. As a matter of fact, this is what God gives. As he tried to encourage Timothy, he said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? But of power. Hello, somebody. God gives us power, not fear. That word for power comes from a Greek word that we get our uh, word for dynamite from dunamis. The dunamis power. Literally, the word means, uh, oh, it means miraculous power. Miraculous working power. And God says that he's put that, he's, he's given that, he's deposited that into the life of the man of God. Miracle working power. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Poor neighbor, you got miracle working power in you. You see, and, and that's a miracle working power is different than that dunamis power because when we think about dynamite, dynamite blows stuff up. But, but miracle working power creates some things. Uh, God used his miracle working power when he uh, spoke to nothing and created something out of nothing and said, let there be that's miracle working power. And as we go into this new year as men, uh, oh God is saying that it's not time for you to fear, but it's time 
time for you to depend upon my power, my might, and my power and my might can change some circumstances. My power and my might can change the circumstance. Oh, my power and my might, oh, can take that situation which seems like it was dead and it come alive again. Oh, ask the prophet, can these dry bones live? Oh, no, they can't live if I'm just speaking in my own power and in my own might. They can't live. But if I'm speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, he's put that dunamis power on the inside of me, miracle working power, then I can stand up and prophesy to the dry bones. Hello, somebody. That's miracle working power. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor, I have miracle working power in me. Miracle working power. Men of God have that same miracle working power. And that's why God has you in the place that you're in today. He doesn't just doesn't have you there to be there. He has you there to change the situation. He has you there to change the circumstance. He has you there because on the inside of you, there's miracle working power. Hello, somebody. Reminds me of what Isaiah said in Isaiah 11, verse 2. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Prophesying about Christ, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Don't you know that that power is resting on you right now? Hello, somebody. And the difference between you knowing it and you being afraid is that you won't be able to access that miracle working power if you are afraid. Hello, somebody. You don't believe me? Ask the children of of Israel and and the great army that they had. And they came up against this Goliath. And Goliath was saying, send me a man. Oh, I want to send me somebody. Oh, to fight me. Send me a man. Oh, they said it was nine foot nine. Oh, and the men of God were afraid. Hello, somebody. They were afraid and they had that miracle working power on the inside of them. They couldn't access it because they were afraid. But then there came on the scene a little boy. Hello, somebody. A little boy who had fought lions and bears. Oh, my. Oh, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Oh, he had fought the lion and the tiger. Oh, with that miracle working power. And he showed up on the scene not afraid, but willing to stand up and say that same miracle working power that helped me to fight a lion that same miracle working power that helped me to stand up against a bear is going to defeat this foe by the name of Goliath hello somebody and he cut Goliath's head if you'd have walked on the scene and said this little boy is going to cut Goliath's head off with his own sword you'd have said you'd have to say man that's that's crazy you know that's that's crazy if you're a betting man in, 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 in Las Vegas it must have been a, a one in a million chance where you would say that this little boy would cut the head of the lion, uh, of Goliath with his own sword. Hello, somebody. But that miracle working power was on the inside of him. And all he had to do was use a little sling. Hello, somebody. A little sling. Oh, because he wasn't afraid. And God took that little stone and landed right between his two eyes. And he fell down. And David went up and took that man's own sword and cut his head off. Hello, somebody. 
There's a Goliath in your life that God wants you to cut his head off in 19 or, or, or in 2013. Hello, somebody. There, there, there's a Goliath in your life, uh, but you will never be able to face uh, Goliath in your life uh, if you are afraid. Hello, somebody. See, fear paralyzes. Hello, somebody. That's why the lion roars, by the way, is he roars to paralyze. You're so afraid that you that you don't you can't act, you can't respond because you're so afraid. And he roars. Hello, somebody. And somebody's here today is paralyzed by the fear. God says today, I didn't give you that spirit of fear. God says today. And only little boys have fears. And it's time for you to grow up because God has put you in this place at this time to handle the problem. Hello, somebody. You've heard me say time and time again that when things for the man go bumps in the night, it's our job as men to what? To bump back. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Ain't that what we teach our boys who've been bullied? Hello, somebody. We, we let them know, hey, you cannot be afraid because if you're afraid, you'll be running your whole life. Hello, somebody. Some of us told us, and this is not godly advice. <laughs> you better pick up a, an equalizer and, and hit him. You say, what if I don't win? All you got to do is give him a little pain. And folk don't like pain. Hello, somebody. They'll find somebody else to pick on. Hello, somebody. God is saying to you today. Time in 2013 to bump back. Don't be afraid. There's miracle working power on the inside of you. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor or neighbor. I got power on the inside of me. That was a man's might. And that might comes from the Lord and a man's mercy. It's what we're defining as a man's love. He said, he said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. But of power and of love. The power and of love. And he said, Preacher, how is that going to help me in the new year to be a, a man of love? I'm glad you asked that question because I posed that question myself. And, and God gave me this illustration that I remember hearing Max Lucado share on, on the television. About a man who loved his son. And that he loved his son, that one day there was an earthquake while the little boy was at school. And uh, the school crumbled. And uh, folk were saying that nobody could have survived this earthquake. It's, there's no hope but this man, because his love for his little boy, ran down there. Where the school was supposed to be and he saw all the rubble and uh, the people were saying that there's no hope nobody could have survived. And uh, the man began to dig through the rubble uh, because of love for his son uh, and he dig there for a day and they were saying, man, you got to stop. Uh, couldn't nobody, nobody could have survived anyway. You, you got to stop and he kept on digging. Uh, oh, and he kept digging and, and folk were saying, a man. 
man, you need to give up. Nobody could survive this. And he wouldn't listen to the people. Folk that thought he had lost his mind, but he loved his son and he kept on digging through the rubble. And he kept on digging through the rubble. And the people tried to force him to stop. Man, you, nobody could have survived this. And the man, because of his love for his son, oh, just wouldn't quit. Oh, and before you know it, after he went off through all that drama, he picked up one piece of rubble and there was a hand sitting out and he kept digging through and he kept digging through and he saw that there was a whole room full of boys, but not only boys, but his one son. And the son told the little boys, see, I told you that my daddy would be here. Hello, somebody. Oh, because of the love for his son, he wouldn't give up because of the love today as men of God for the God that I serve. Don't you know that I can't give up? I can't quit. I can't give up on the church. I can't give up on my marriage. I can't give up on my child because of my love. Oh, for my Lord, I have to keep digging through oh, destructive situations or places where things and people have been destroyed because of my love for the Lord. I can't quit. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, because my love for the Lord, I can't quit. I can't give up. I hear what the world is saying. Oh, that the world is about to end. I hear what the world is saying. Oh, that we're about to go through an economical downfall. I hear what the world is saying, but I can't listen to what the world says because of the love for my Lord. I can't quit. Oh, I said I can't quit. Oh, I, I, I'm married to a difficult woman, but guess what? I, I can't quit. Oh, I have difficult children, but guess what? I can't quit. I have a difficult job, but guess what? I can't quit. I'm in a difficult situation, but guess what? I can't quit. Oh, because of my love for the Lord. In Jesus' name, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. I can't quit in Jesus' name. Oh, I know that 13 is supposed to be an unlucky number, but I can't quit. Oh, folks say 13 is unlucky, but I don't believe in luck. I believe in the Lord. And because I believe in the Lord, I don't need luck. All I have to do is remember that I have miracle working power on the inside of me. And to remember because of the love that he had for me first, then I must manifest that love in mankind and I cannot give up in Jesus name say to your neighbor again neighbor neighbor, oh neighbor don't quit in Jesus name see because love is what patient you see this is not a sprint life is not a sprint guess what it's a marathon Hello, somebody. And because of that, I, I can't quit because of my love. I, I can be patient because of my love. I can be kind because of my love. I don't have to envy. Oh, because of my love, I don't have to boast because of my love. I don't, I don't have pride. Oh, they said love does not dishonor others. Oh, because of the love of the Lord. I, I can't be self-seeking because of the love of the Lord. I can't be easily angry. Hello, men. Hello, somebody. You easily angered. 
Hello, somebody. And that's a problem. That boss, can that boss easily get to you? That boss dial you up, your number and dial you up, get you all mad and upset and ready to quit. Oh, because you're easily angered. That means you don't have love if you're easily angered. Hello, somebody. It doesn't keep a record of wrong. Does not delight in evil. Hello, somebody. This world seems to delight in evil. They, 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 they make you think that you are uneducated because you don't like listening to the news. You know, I don't like listening to the news because what is it? Bad news all the time. Hello, somebody. You wake up in the morning. That's all you hear about. A fire happened. Somebody got shot. Bad news, bad news, bad news. Oh, but I, I'm tired of hearing all that bad news. Oh, and because of my love for the Lord, it grieves me to hear that bad news. Hello, somebody. Because I cannot delight in evil, but I have to rejoice in the truth. And guess what? Love protects. Hello, somebody. That's what we as men have been put on the planet to do is to protect. Don't you know? You protect your family. Hello, somebody. A family that doesn't have a man in it is an unprotected family. Statistics, shares, and and lets us know that, oh, you got uh, a much larger chance for a boy to be in prison if he don't have a father. Hello, somebody. It's a much larger risk if, uh, for a girl to get pregnant out of marriage if, if she don't have a father. Uh, there's so many risks oh, that take place because a man is not in his proper place. Don't you know that you were sent oh, to protect your family? You are sent to protect them boys of yours. Oh, you were sent back in the day. Oh, mom and daddy and them were so protective uh, that they would actually whoop your behind. Hello, somebody. And they said, I'd rather whoop you than somebody else getting a hold of you and killing you. Hello, somebody. I get to you first. Discipline. Hello, somebody. We, 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 we as men, we protect our wives. We protect our children. We, uh, and we have to be willing to die. Hello, somebody. But you know you have to be willing to die. There's some things that will only happen over my dead body. Hello, somebody. Like, like that principal there in the, where the schools and the kids got killed. That would happen. It would have to happen over my dead body. Hello, somebody. And they made an ultimate sacrifice of true love because it could only happen over there. There's some stuff, men, that you've got to be willing to die for. Hello, somebody. It's our job to protect our families, to protect our children, to protect our society. It's our job, and that's true love. Hello, somebody. That's true love. Hello, somebody. Always trust. Hello, somebody. Always hopes. You want to know if you have love on the inside of you? You always hope. Hello, somebody. There's never a situation, oh, that is hopeless. Oh, oh, one of my best friends are trying to learn trigonometry. Oh, just couldn't learn it. And his teacher was getting frustrated with him and just couldn't learn it. His teacher was getting frustrated with him. And he had to finally tell her that the, uh, that the situation was desperate. But, but it wasn't hopeless. Uh, hello, somebody. And God has sent me here today to let you know that when you come into 2013, there may be some situations that's desperate. But it's not 
because of the God that's on the inside of you. It's not hopeless because of that miracle working power on the inside of you. It's not hopeless because of that love that's on the inside of you. Because love always hopes and always what? Perseverance. Hello, somebody. Sometimes you don't have to be the most gifted. Sometimes you don't have to be the most talented. Many times it's just you just persevere. Hello, somebody. When, when everybody else has given up, oh, because of the love that God put on the inside of you, you persevered. And you persevere through the trials. You persevere through the tribulation. You, you persevere through the times. And because of the love of God on the inside of you. You can persevere. Say to your neighbor, 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 persevere in Jesus' name. Slap your neighbor upside. No, no, don't hit him. Don't hit him. (laughs) Don't hit him. Don't hit him. That's another man next to you. He might hit back. (laughs) God is trying to get you to persevere. The situation may be desperate. Just like that man who was searching for his son through the rubble. It was desperate. But to him it wasn't hopeless. And because of love he persevered. Hello somebody. Lastly. At least I keep us here too long. Uh, One of the ways you move from timidity to triumph is. It's because of the might that God has put on the inside of you. One of ways you move from timidity to triumph is because of the mercy of the love that God has put on the inside of you but also you persevere from timidity to triumph because of a Christian man's mind hello somebody for the word says for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love in a sound mind. In a, a sound mind. A sound mind. That's, that's very interesting. First thing has to do with might and power. Okay. Men, we can identify with might and power. Love that perseveres, we as men can identify with that kind of love that. That perseveres, that overcomes, that endures. But this sound mind thing may take a little something to get used to. It, it reminds me of a text in Chronicles where it talks about all of these mighty men. All of these mighty men. But then in the text it began to talk about the sons of Issachar. Who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Uh, These were the wise men. See, uh, last night there were two kinds of men on the field who played in the game. There was the mighty men who was actually on the field. And then there were the coaches on the sideline. Hello somebody. Who had to call the plays. And God is telling you to, for some of you is that he's trying to change your role. Oh, Hello, somebody. He's trying to change your role. He wants to take you from being a player 
to being a coach. Hello, somebody. He, he wants you, in other words, to start using uh, the most powerful thing that you have, which is your mind. Hello, somebody. In other words, uh, you have the answers to the problems that some folk are facing. Uh, but you've got to realize who you are. In other words, he's not, he don't want you to be a David, a mighty man of war. He wants you to be a Solomon, a man of wisdom. Hello, somebody. In other words, it's time to put all that childish stuff behind and start to make sound decisions. That's what this word in the, in the Greek literally means. So a sound mind is being able to make sound decisions. And many times we as men are notorious for making bad choices. Some of us, oh, we see that lotto going up and we think, well, should I pay my electric bill or should I buy $100 worth of lotto tickets? Hello, somebody. There are other men that have a choice. Should I, should I pay the bills or should I get some new rims for my car? Um, should I should I pay the bills or should I get that new boat that I I, I wanted? Should should, uh, should should I save my money for retirement or should I spend like I'm never going to retire? Hello, somebody. I hear folk talking about retirement, and I just think in my mind, man, you ain't gonna ever be able to retire. And you say, why, preacher, you never, well, if, if you're going to retire, first of all, you got to retire some bills. Hello, somebody. <laughs> somebody get that on the way home. <laughs> if you want to retire, you got to retire some bills. Hello, somebody. Or else you'll be getting a check that's short and have the same bills. Hello, somebody. Uh, so uh, a sound decision is if I want to retire, then I've got to save some stuff up. If I, I want to retire, I can't get that new car like I want to. Uh, I want to retire. I've got to make some sound decisions. Uh, oh, so that so that in the end I can meet the results that I want to meet. Hello, somebody. Those are sound decisions. Hello. And God says that not only have I given you miraculous miracle working power, not only have I given you love, but I've given you the power to use your mind. Hello, somebody. To figure some stuff out. Hello, somebody. You think, well, during this new year, we are very good about making good choices. Some of the choices of resolutions we make is that I want to lose weight. And you know, for most of us, that is a sound decision. Hello, somebody. Because most of us can't afford to lose some weight. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm just talking to myself. I ain't meddling you. That's just what the doctor told me. Hello, somebody. <laughs> That's a good choice, a sound choice. If you want to be healthy, if you want to get off this blood pressure medication, you've got to lose some weight. Hello, somebody. If you want to get better, you, you've got to. That's a sound choice. So you've got you got to have that sound mind. So in order to do that, you've got to make some sound choices to go to the gym. Hello, somebody. To take a walk. Hello, somebody. They say you need to walk at least five miles a day. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Sound choices. And God says, if you want a better 2013, you've got to start making some sound choices for your health. Another choice we make this time of year is we want to get out of debt. 
that is a sound choice. Young men, don't fall into this credit syndrome. Hello, somebody. In college, they give you credit cards so that they can keep you in debt for your whole life when you get out. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's a sound choice to get out of, to get out of debt. That's a, a sound choice. But in order to do that, you've, you've got to use your mind. Hello, somebody. And not just uh, let it formulate as an idea. You've got to work it out. That's the difference between knowledge and wisdom is wisdom is knowledge worked out. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Coming up with a plan. Hello, that's some stuff that you're facing in 2013, and you've got to come up with a plan to overcome it. Hello, somebody. And some of that stuff from 2012, uh, oh, didn't get the memo. You know what the memo was? The memo was is that you get a new start in 2013, but uh, your problems didn't get that memo. So you didn't get a new start at the beginning of the year. You have to deal with the same old problems. Hello, somebody. It's only wisdom, a sound mind that will enable you to overcome those problems. Hello, somebody. The word says, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Of your mind. So that what? Then you will be able to what? Test and approve what? What God's will is. See, are you in God's will? His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Hello, somebody. And that's what you got to use that sound mind for. And you have to begin to ask, is it God's will for me to be in debt? Is it God's will for me to be overweight and sick? Is it God's will for me to get a divorce? And all of those is no, it's not God's will. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I know 50% of the world gets a divorce, but it's not in God's will for you to do that. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Is it God's will for everybody around you to go to hell? Everybody. Or is it God's will to use you as a testimony of the God that you serve? And what an awesome testimony you'll be if you have miracle working power at work on the inside of you. What an awesome testimony you'll be if you have that love working on the inside of you. A mercy. Oh, what an awesome testimony it will be for you to be a man that people looks at and say, that man makes the right choices. Hello, somebody. If you want to move from timidity to triumph, you've got to stand on the word of God. And God has told you who you are as men of God today. You are triumphal men of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor Neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor. you're triumphant. triumphant. Walk it out. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor. you're triumphant. triumphant. Walk it out. out. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you and praise your holy name. Father, for all these men of God who's come here this first Saturday of the month. Father God, we glorify you, Lord, because, uh, oh, we came here today, Lord, as men of God, uh, wanting to hear from you for another year. And Father God, you told us who we are. You told us, Father, 
Oh, Father, you told us that we are men filled with miracle working power and not fear. We're men filled with love and not fear. We're, we're men who have a sound mind and not fear. A mind that's afraid is not sound, Father. So, Father God, we come here today as men all wanting to put off our fears right now in Jesus' name. That's a problem, Father, that we've been fearing. A problem, Lord, that we didn't deal with in, in 2012, Father, and it came to, and it showed up in 2013. Because we were afraid, Lord. But Father, right now, Lord, we're praying, Lord, that you will enable us as men of God to overcome that fear. Enable us as men of God, Father, in Jesus' name, to access that power that you place on the inside of us. That miracle-working power. As a matter of fact, Father, right now, I pray, Lord, that you allow that miracle-working power to be at work right now in all of our lives in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, miracle-working power that would go before us, Lord, to, that would enable us, Lord, to overcome any trial, any tribulation, any circumstance, Father. And Father God, we pray, Lord, for that love, that agape love, Father, that will, will enable us to be faithful and to not give up, Father. In Jesus' name. Lord, enable us not to quit because of the love that you put on the inside of us. Help us, Lord, not to, not to give up, Father, on our marriages, not to give up on our children, not to give up on our job, Lord, because of our love for you, Father. Not to give up on ourselves, Father, for there's a man maybe listening at the sound of my voice that's thinking about giving up, thinking about throwing in the towel, thinking about suicide as they look at the trials in their lives, Father. But in Jesus' name. Yes. We speak power in their life. In Jesus' name. We, we, we speak love in their lives. In Jesus' name. We speak a sound mind into their life. In Jesus' name. Loose their mind, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Enable them, Father, to discern what your will is for their life. That good, pleasing, and perfect will, Father, that you've called them to in 2013. Father, help them, Father, to not be conformed oh, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of their mind, Father. Father, in Jesus' name, because the renewing of their mind will enable them to access that might. The renewing of their mind will enable them to access that mercy. The renewing of their mind will enable them to access the mind of God. So, Father God, we thank you. And we praise your holy name. You're truly worthy to be praised. We glorify you today. Uh, Father, we glorify you today. Father, we start as men, as iron sharpens iron. Father, in 2013, we start today by praising your holy name, Father. And warning to within this year to truly keep Christ first. Warning to truly keep confession at the forefront. And warning to truly keep caring for our families. In Jesus' name. Father God, if there be a man today here that does not know Christ and the pardon of their sins, I pray, Father, that in their inner recesses of their mind right now, Father, that they will know, Lord, that you so loved the world that you gave 
the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that they'll believe, Lord, that Jesus was the Son of God. And that he came and died for their sins and my sins. Was buried and rose again on the third day, Father. And Father, we pray, Lord, that they would give their life to Jesus Christ for the pardoning of their sins. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time as men of God. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Amen. Let's circle up. Give God a hand clap of praise. Let's circle up. Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. We and before up, we buddy. sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship so with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love. Believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. 
Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.